Welcome to Dose of Degrassi, the podcast that gives you your weekly dose of nostalgia and life lessons by recapping the longest running drama series in Canadian history. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two. We are back at Degrassi with Mother and Child Reunion Part Two. Jordan, how was your week? Oh, it was pretty good besides everybody in my family getting like insanely sick of all different variations. But I am here. I am ready to talk about all of the drama of part two. And honestly, just happy to be here. (laughs) Tis the season. It is. It's that time of the year. And Degrassi has been my medicine. It's been on like every TV in my house. It's insane. Love that. Well, do you want to do a really quick recap of what happened in last week's episode uh, where we were left off with that nail-biting cliffhanger? (laughs) Of course. So um, episode one was kind of bridging that gap between the former Degrassi series that I watched in Home Ec um, of Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. And the bridge of those two generations is Emma who her mom was a student at Degrassi back in the day. And um, the big dramatic part of this episode and the one that we're going to talk about today is that Emma is toying back and forth between meeting her online boyfriend, who's totally a real teenager and not a catfish. And she was going back and forth if she was going to do it. And the episode ended with her sending an email saying, let's go, let's meet in person. What could go wrong? This is this is destiny. This is fate. So yeah, well, we're, we're sitting here anxious. We're about to find out what exactly can and does go wrong. Um, with the original game going to their reunion, it had me thinking about, you know, my time in high school. And I was curious, have you ever been to a, a class reunion? I have, but it was not my own. Um, I went to my husband. His class did kind of like a delayed 10-year reunion. Um, It was during Christmas break, and we were actually up in Cleveland for it. Um, We went, and one of the guys that he went to high school with is like the GM of this cute bar. So we went there. I found out mere hours before then that I was pregnant, so I did not get to take uh, any of the wonderful libations that they had, but um, I had a good time. I'm friends with um, the the guys that he was like close with in high school. Those are like his hometown friends. He's still good friends with them. So I, I wasn't there like feeling awkward or anything. It was it was pretty fun. I liked it. Um, but by the time my high school reunion rolled around, because my husband's a year older than me, um, I was very pregnant with my first daughter, and the thought of going to West Virginia for a high school reunion um, to be pushed, um, you know, every pyramid scheme product that is available on the market. I had no fill. I rarely have a filter to begin with, but being pregnant, I was like, I can't do this. Um, Luckily, two of my like best friends from childhood and high school were also pregnant at the same time. So I didn't feel as guilty for not going. And the people I want to talk to, I mean, I still talk to, so. Yeah, exactly. That's the uh, <laughs> beauty of social media. Those yeah. of those people who we want to stay connected with from high school, <laughs> we can and those who we don't smell you later. I yeah. personally have only ever been to my husband's <laughs> class yeah. reunion as well. His was this past summer. 
And he went to a small high school, so it was just a tiny get together, but I was not pregnant, so I got to uh, partake in some some beers, and by some, I mean more than I probably should have, and I had a great time. Now, would I have had the same great time at my own high school reunion? Probably not, but uh, this past year, I did get to go to my friend's divorce party, and that was kind of like a high school reunion. She had she still lives in our hometown. So she had a bunch of people from our, not just our graduating class, but our high school in general there, there was a DJ and it was a great time. 10 out of 10, highly recommend uh, divorce parties if, if you're out there and possibly going through one. Yeah. Let's celebrate everybody. I, I love any excuse to celebrate people. I mean, like I, I haven't uh, been able to throw a divorce party for anyone yet, but you know, thankfully you need one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dang it. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if anybody needs one, just hit me up. Hit me up. I would love to do that. I mean, any excuse for uh, some snacks and some fellowship, am yeah, I right? I, I, yeah, I feel like it would be like very Adele heavy, very Taylor Swift heavy. Like, I feel like the playlist would be freaking off the charts. Like, oh, it'd be so good. I'm just thinking about it right now. I don't want any of our friends to go through a divorce. But if anyone would like to invite me to their divorce party, <laughs> I'll be there with bells that. on. <laughs> that would be amazing. It would just be, I don't know. It's fun. I, I, I like any party. Any party <laughs> is fun to me. <laughs> exactly. So uh, speaking of parties, in tonight's episode, we start off with Spike getting ready for her reunion. Now, to backtrack just a second, um, the original air date of this episode was October 14th, 2021, which happens to be the same day as uh, the pilot episode. So the Canadian teens did not have to wait with bated breath for too long to see the results of that cliffhanger like us Americans did as it was a two-part premiere. Those lucky bitches. I know. I kept looking it up and I was like, wait, is this, is this right? And then I was like, well, they are, you know, 30 minute episodes. So <laughs> I guess they could dedicate an hour time slot on uh, the, the Canadian uh, channel. <laughs> right. CTV. I was like, I know it's not BBT. <laughs> so the official synopsis and by official, I mean, um, from IMDb. While high school reunion is underway at Degrassi, Emma meets her online friend, Jordan, in person, and no one's evening goes as planned. Are, are you shocked? <laughs> Anyone else oh surprised God. by that? I, I cannot believe it. This is the first time I would ever suspect <laughs> something terrible could happen <laughs> involving the internet. Especially at Degrassi. <laughs> So in the opening scene, we have Emma wearing the uh, sisterhood of the uh, Joey Jeremiah fedora yelling at Spike about being late, just being a real, real little bitch, being yeah. Emma. Uh, but then she did redeem herself by telling Spike how good she looks. Um, and in the scene, we learn that Spike did not get to attend prom. I wonder why. <laughs> I think that reason is standing in the room yelling at her. Yep. So as Emma is hurrying Spike, Spike says to her, wow, you really want me out of here. Is there something you aren't telling me? To which Emma, again, that disrespectful little bee, says, <laughs> yeah. 
Nanny and I are going to watch TV all night and we might even eat popcorn with real butter. Very shocking. She's just hateful. I've said it 5,000 times already. She just needs to stop. Again, my hot take from last week. Emma Nelson is the villain. She is. She really is. Now, up to this point, we've never really seen Spike reprimand Emma or, you know, really dish it back to her. She does at this point call her a smart mouth, which I was like, bare minimum, and heads to the reunion. And we see Emma do a sneaky little wave and race up to her room. Yeah. So the next scene is Snake uh, greeting Caitlin and Keith. And uh, he sends them on the tour of the renovations in the school. In typical Keith fashion, he's not trying to go on tour. He's trying to go to the bar. He's trying to get hammered. He is. Um, And this is where we first meet Ashley and Terry, who are the tour guides. And they're showing off the media immersion room, a.k.a. the computer lab. Mm -hmm. I got excited when I, I saw our girls on screen. Terry's the best. She's my favorite. This might be the first, but it will not be the last time I say justice for Terry. Um, As Caitlin's walking around the room and gazing at the state-of-the-art technology, the background starts to blur, and the classic Degrassi music plays, and as she turns, she sees Joey. And when she turns around, we see that, like, honestly, it's such an iconic look, and it takes me back the frosted wet and wild silver eyeliner that's just so heavy and like the eyes are frosted the lips are frosted we look like we are in the middle of like a freaking like snowball fantasy (laughs) festival it's there's it's iridescent everything is just glittered and clamored out i can't all while wearing her uh spaghetti strap tank top (laughs) of course elegance look it up (laughs) um so we then see uh emma emma on the phone with manny and manny asks emma if uh she's made up her mind and emma says she's not going and manny says she's so relieved um what stuck out to me in this scene is that portable phone manny is on oh my goodness it brings back so many memories someone in my family definitely had that big ass portable phone i can't remember if it was my parents or my grandparents um, but I do remember those things weighed about 10 pounds and yeah. were bigger than my face as a child. Um, now, the phone Emma is on is a bit sleeker. Yeah. They upgraded. They went to Radio Shack after, uh, <laughs> well, after Thanksgiving. Oh, oh, no, RIP after Radio Boxing Shack. <laughs> after Boxing Day. Sorry, it's Canada. It's not the best. <laughs> Get it right. Now, Miss Emma tells Manny she can't hang out tonight. Because there's a show about the wildlife refuge, and she really wants to watch it. Quote, you know, for Jordan. Manny offers to help Emma do research, and Emma shoots that down because she really needs to concentrate on this program. She's a dirty little liar. And she's like, she's shaking around her Clinique skincare trio, just like a true monster. She is, she's not a girl's girl. We said it last week. She's not a girl's girl. You know, this disappoints Manny. And I think we all know, as you said, Emma is a damn liar (laughs) and is not going to be watching a show about the wildlife refuge. 
Mm-mm. So this episode, we really do a lot of cutting back and forth between uh, the old gang and the new gang. So now yes. we're back at Degrassi where Joey apologizes to Caitlin and he's stumbling over his words and rambling on how he wants the past to be the past, the present to be the past. And he tries to say something about the future, but thankfully realizes that he's not making a lick of sense. No, not even close. He basically just wants her to, he wants them to be friends and she agrees and tries to get him to stay at the reunion because he only showed up to make things right with Caitlin. Angel man. (sighs) With every angel comes a devil. Yeah. Thus we meet that hussy Allison. She is the thirstiest bitch (laughs) that has ever graced Degrassi's screen. Do you think, okay, so question for you. Was Mm -hmm. she in the original? I feel like she was, but like I can't place her because I remember in the original one the like big hussy was this girl named Tessa um and I feel like the Allison lady was but that's one of those like I would truly have to go back and watch um I feel like how they do it they allude to that she was on there um but I can't remember for sure she wasn't like a a standout to me (laughs) there are a couple other people that will kind of like trickle in in later seasons that I remember from the show. She's not one of the people that I remember. She kind of reminds me of the girl from high school who was never really popular. Maybe like post high school dropped a couple LBs and, you know, got some good highlights. And so now she <laughs> thinks she's yeah, shit. So she is. She's that girl now. Uh, So she runs up to Joey and Caitlin and says, oh, my gosh, it's been so long since I've seen you. Tells Caitlin that she uh, watches her on TV every week, but uh, can't seem to remember the name of her show. (laughs) Uh, Then she brings up Joey's commercials and he says, yeah, I know. It's totally cheese. (laughs) Which made me laugh. (laughs) Yeah. Allison says, no, Joey, it's sexy. The way you rip off your shirt almost makes me want to buy a car. <laughs> she needs to take a cold shower and take a lap. She is just, she's, she's too thirsty. I can't exactly. take it. And it. But it is in this moment that we see where Joey starts to get his mojo back. Yeah, He is excited about this. I don't know if he's excited about someone calling his commercial sexy or the <laughs> fact that it made someone almost want to buy a car. It honestly could go either way. (laughs) Maybe both. But she asks him if uh, she can buy him a drink. And, you know, Caitlin says, well, I think they're free. She's, Caitlin's clearly feeling uh, some kind of way about this interaction. Yeah. Shade queen right there. (laughs) Allison pulls Joey down the hall for a drink, you know, for old time's sake. And uh, Joey says he'll catch up with Caitlin later. So we leave Caitlin in the hall And we move back to Emma, where she's getting out of a cab and fancy piano music is playing because she's where, Jordan? She's downtown. She's at a hotel. A hotel, people. Uh, Sorry, you probably had to turn down your volume. I'm just, I'm... I'm blind with rage right now that the 12-year-old is at a hotel by herself. It's upsetting. Yeah. 
Uh, so she calls Jordan from the hotel lobby and she leaves him a voicemail. She says, I'm a little bit early, but I'm wearing. She says, well, you know what I look like. Guess I'll see you soon. We got to talk about what she's wearing. Let's have a moment <laughs> of freaking silence for these dolphin jeans. <laughs> and I need to let everyone know because I have been where my family has been like fighting for their lives between sinuses and everything. And Degrassi has been on every TV. I have seen, obviously, been watching ahead of time. Whoever was in the wardrobe department said, I'm going to buy these dolphin jeans and I'm going to make sure we get our freaking money's worth out of them. These jeans thus far do not come back once, not twice, but thrice. We see these dolphin jeans. Like, how do you, and it's all with different tops. Like, how do you justify that? Like, wow, these could go with everything. I guess I didn't take it all in uh, (laughs) at this part. It's later on where... (laughs) (laughs) Those dolphin jeans smacked me right across the face. And I said, "Woo! would you look at those? And I don't know if this was like a Canadian trend, because I don't recall any pants like this when I was in middle school. You know, maybe the girlies in the big city had access to (laughs) marine life patchwork pants. Um, But I certainly did not in Bedford, Pennsylvania. I remember I was in the um, like Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade when I was a freshman in high school. And the, like, big thing is we were, like, oh, my gosh, we get to shop at, like, all these great stores. And we went to Macy's, and it was before Macy's had kind of franchised out. And, like, we're in a bunch of, like, small-town malls. But the jean selection, I remember the jeans that I got. I was, like, these are so iconic because they were frayed at the top and bottom. But while I was looking at 700 pairs of jeans at Macy's in New York, I did not see any of the these look hand painted these might be couture jeans that they like commissioned someone to make we should have gotten a storyline on those jeans that like emma made them herself right i mean maybe that storyline is with uh toby's glasses storyline it is they got cut it's on the cutting room floor (laughs) well speaking of toby the next scene is toby and jt tossing a pillow back and forth And Toby's dad yells that Toby has a visitor. It's Manny. She's got a bad feeling. (laughs) She's trusting her gut. (laughs) She looks like she just ran there. She's a little bit out of breath, but she lets him know she's got this bad feeling. She went by Emma's house. No one's home. Tried her cell. No answer. You know, the boys being typical preteen boys. They say what? Manny tells them. That (laughs) she said she was going to be staying home tonight and that the show on wildlife refuge that is supposed to be on, that she is supposed to be watching is in fact not even on tonight. Manny's got the receipts. She looked at that TV guide, both (laughs) on the TV and on the coffee table and said, something is not adding up. Sherlock Santos is on the case. (laughs) (laughs) She's, she's there and she is, she knows she knows 100 percent. you know upon hearing this right away toby knows what's up and asks she didn't go meet up with that jordan guy did she (laughs) well toby i've got some (laughs) bad news for you (laughs) well like most of us toby must have been raised on dateline and law and order svu because he has another chopped up girl story in his back pocket (laughs) (laughs) Like, honestly, it is like in Mean Girls where it's like, do not have sex. You will get pregnant and die. 
like Toby is like, don't meet anybody from the internet. You will be chopped into a thousand pieces and put into a suitcase or toolbox or a storage locker, never to be seen or heard from again. So Toby shares uh, the story of the chopped up girl. The story goes, so there's this girl from BC, British, British Columbia. Columbia. Yeah. <laughs> she meets a guy online. They hit it off. She goes to meet him. He, this is where he snaps. I don't know if you heard my, uh, <laughs> my attempt at a snap. Um, and three days later, they find her dead, like in pieces. <laughs> Wait, fun fact. So this is like a derailing. My mom, I love her so much. My mom like loves true crime. And before I was like openly watching ID channel, she would always watch it. We are, I remember I was in college, we, I was home for Thanksgiving, watching ID Channel with my mom, and it was a story of a woman literally being chopped up and put into a toolbox, and then finding her in a river. My mom went to high school with this woman. So talking about, like, a high school reunion, we're sitting there, my mom's like, holy shit, holy shit, I gotta call. And my mom's, like, doing, like, a freaking phone tree, like, this, like, real talk. This woman, I was like, mom, I... I'm horrified, but yet I am so intrigued that someone that you know is actually on the ID channel. It's wild <laughs> that we watch shows like that. It's so disturbing, but... Oh, I feel like where we're from, we are more likely to see people that we went to high school with <laughs> on the ID channel than we are on, you know, any type of ABC sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> so, to Toby's... Uh, chopped up girl story JT kind of scoffs and just says that was some psycho and Emma is way too smart for that I mean she does get straight A's after all again Toby being the voice of reason that he is he says this isn't school Mm -mm, it's the streets it's the streets baby (laughs) (laughs) and Toby is now the lead detective and starts asking where they would go JT starts brainstorming and says, we can't call her. We can't read her email. To that, Toby says, why not? He's ready to (laughs) hack. He is ready to hack. He, you know, went to that camp with JT. And then when he wasn't there, he was probably at computer camp. 100%. Um, I don't know if they depict Toby like this at all. But whenever he hacks into things or talks about hacking, I totally just picture him like, with a zip up hoodie with the hood up like at the computer <laughs> screen in the room like in a dark room <laughs> yeah all right so now we go back to the reunion where joey is triple fisting drinks walking down the hall he oh, has awesome. in fact decided to stay and he hears keith talking with that hussy allison mm. and he the way they uh the cinematography in this the way they film this you see joey like kind of behind one wall and you see Keith and Allison sitting in the hallway and Keith shares that, you know, Katie is really pushing this marriage thing and I'm a boot to take a big or to hit it big in LA. So her career would have to take a backseat. I hate him so much. (laughs) I hate him. I hate him. Him and Allison deserve each other. He then says just how fair he thinks that it would be to Caitlin 
And, you know, of course, that hussy Allison completely agrees and is hanging on his every word. It's gross. Uh, she calls Keith an artist who needs to be free and open to new experiences as she's touching the lapel of his suit coat and, you know, cozying up to him. She lets him know, I'd love to come visit you. And Keith, in what I presume to be what he believes his sexy voice says, that would be great. I could take you around. I this I am having just a I'm so embarrassed. Secondhand <laughs> embarrassment. I'm so embarrassed for the both of them, which is insane because I do not like either of them. But ugh, ick. I mean, for me personally, secondhand embarrassment is far more crippling than my own embarrassment. Right. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but. <laughs> <laughs> God. So we cut back to the hotel um, where Emma is sitting in the lobby. She's looking at a newspaper, waiting to hear from Jordan. You know, when a fully grown ass man with a pizza box passed, kind of slows down, does a double take and says, wait, you're not, you're not Emma, are you? In this, this moment. Guy. Yeah. This guy, like, I, I have to say this before I forget. His necklace in this scene is the ultimate foreshadowing because it looks like a wiener and balls. I'm not Jordan. Literally down. In my notes, it says this man is wearing a feather necklace that 100% looks like cock and balls. (laughs) (laughs) Like I can't unsee it. (laughs) No, it's terrible. It's like that should have been your first like just like red flag the size of like the ones that like Bama runs on the football field with like here's our red flag. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So Emma in this moment rightfully looks a little taken aback and asks who are you? And we learn that this is Jordan's teacher Mr. Nystrom. Now as I was you know pausing and rewinding and you know taking my eight pages of notes um, I just want to give a quick shout out to the Canadian product placement because we can see that that pizza he's holding is from none other than Little Caesars. And it was like the, I mean, obviously 2001. Um, so it was like the old uh, label and the old look of the pizza box. And just a little shout out to them because it was nostalgic for me. I saw the pizza pizza and I was like, is that Little Caesars? Is that hot and ready? Where's your crazy bread? If you go to Little Caesars and you do not walk out of that building with crazy bread, like you are crazy. You need to be evaluated. I could eat just crazy bread by itself. It's so oh, good. 100%. In fact, that's how I judge all pizza places on how yeah. good their breadstick is. Breadsticks yeah. are. Yeah. Sometimes but that's just me. like <laughs> sometimes I'm like, you want to know what? I'll get a, you know, Pizza Hut pizza, but there's a Little Caesars close to my house. Like, I'm going to go and get the crazy bread there. It's just wow. too good to pass up. What luxury. Yeah. <laughs> You're out here living in 3023. <laughs> Trying to. <laughs> so this man tells Emma just how excited Jordan is to meet her. And he says, and she says how excited she is to meet Jordan. And Nystrom invites her up as uh, they're just about to have dinner. So red flag. One pizza for a group of kids. Erica, I have that written in my notes. Like, <laughs> my child that is seven years old could house half of a Little Caesars pizza by herself on a good day. 
Like, these are supposed to be teenage boys? Yes, that right there. Mm. No. So he can tell that she's maybe not feeling the invite. And he says if she would rather wait in the lobby, he can just send Jordan down once he's done eating. Um, But he really wants her to sign his petition. Bet he does. So, uh, (laughs) this piece of shit. (laughs) Um, You know, once she hears about the petition, Emma is just so impressed that Jordan brought the petition with him all the way from Yellowknife. Now, I know today we have online petitions that you Mm -hmm. can sign, but correct me if I'm wrong, a petition even back in the day was just a piece of paper, right? Yeah. It's it it watching this. It's just like so tough to watch as an adult and as a parent because like you see this guy and he's like such a groomer. He sees like she's like not into it and he's like, "You want to know what? I got to get her hook, line, and sinker. How do I play on the emotions? I'm going to go towards a thing I know she's passionate about and." something that they had talked about numerous times so that's how he's going to get her up there it's just so so terrible like brian and i we watched this show called undercover underage and it's so much like this it's just these creeps it's disgusting it makes me absolutely sick because exactly like that's just it i hate him and and it only gets worse it only gets so much worse from here so we head over to Hack City, bitch. Hack Hack City. <laughs> where, <laughs> where Toby and the gang are trying to hack into Emma's tree mail account. Um, <laughs> it flashes pretty quickly, but again, I'm, I'm quick with that pause button. So we see that Emma's username is SparkleSpaz28. And this is just so quintessential millennial. <laughs> like, I just feel everyone out there our age had the, like, sparkle something or twinkle something. What was as your their, end username? What was your end um, username? Red Starburst 888. <laughs> <laughs> but that's only because Pink Starburst was taken. <laughs> My God. Mine, so I had a few, but... um. My first AOL user or screen name, whatever, was Baby Roo, nine, I think six four, because a boy that I had a crush on, his like football number was sixty four. That I met him at Take Your Child to Work Day. So let's just go ahead. And, like, <laughs> wow. Bring- so so you were on the uh, the aim early. <laughs> I was. I was on the aim early. I was, like, collecting those free minutes every time we'd go to, like, Circuit City. I was, like, I'm taking this entire stack and there's nothing you're going to do about it. Do you remember what your first email address was? I don't. Actually, it might have been because when I went to college my freshman year, like, we were still using AIM, which is wild. Like, right? having away messages. Like, what a time to be alive. <laughs> that my freshman year of college, I was using away messages. Um but I changed my username from Baby Roo to this one, like the number one, Parties Hard. And so Ooh. that, I, because it was an AOL, I think that was my first email. 
besides my like college email <laughs> besides your mix yeah besides, besides that mix that I was so sad that we didn't get the um option to like at my friend Maggie that went to Ohio State they were like if you pay a one-time fee of a hundred dollars like you can keep your OSU email and maybe they did do that at WVU and I just had so many outstanding <laughs> parking tickets that I had to like pay those to get my diploma instead but I was like oh that would be amazing because like now there are so many like like streaming things and services mm-hmm. and it's like if you have a college email you could get a discount right uh my father said that he paid so many parking tickets to WVU they should have a parking meter in my name or his name. He didn't care. He just wanted our family memorialized properly by the WVU parking office. Gosh, you're so stingy. Um, my first email address was Swedish Fish 88. <laughs> Clearly, I had something going on with candy. And letting everyone know that you were born in 1988. <laughs> my name is Erica, and I was born in 1988. Like, 1988, Erica's version. Seriously. <laughs> um, real quick, though, speaking of, um, like, AOL and away messages and that, I was listening to Hillary Duff the other day. <laughs> As one does. And um, one, it reminded me of a time in 10th grade when I had, uh, you know, just broken up with my boyfriend. And... I put at the very bottom of my what was it like your little profile or whatever yeah, where you hit like info yeah. yeah and I quoted Hillary Duff and said I'm just a bird I'm already like flying away or whatever <laughs> I've already I'm flown away that's already flown away I know and m- man <laughs> I was so deep <laughs> it was what it a- was that that was the like the era of real eyes, real eyes, real eyes. Real eyes. Yeah. Fire hot quotes. <laughs> fire hot quotes. Oh my gosh. That was I, like all right, I'm just putting this out into the universe. I don't know if fire hot quotes is still around, but if they are, I would love for them to uh call us, email us, reach out and uh you know maybe, maybe become a sponsor merch. of the podcast. <laughs> get get some merch, we'll we'll push it. I will wear that realize, 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 100%. I mean, that's a mantra I live my life by to this listen, day. I live right around the corner from Disney. I've got lots of, like, dink millennials that are ready to, like, throw down some money on some good merch. So, Firehot Quotes, hit us up. Hit us up. <laughs> so, well, thanks for going on that detour with us, everyone. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Hard left turn. But... You know, as Toby's trying to hack into Emma's email, uh, he's trying to figure out what her password is, and he asks what Spike's maiden name is. And Manny's just out here reminding everyone that Spike was a teen mom and (laughs) says, Nelson, same as Emma's. (laughs) Well, that didn't work. So he asks about any pets that she may have had and then finds the secret question that serves as a hint to the password. And the question is, what is mom's favorite rock band? Now, I thought it was going to be her band. What, what were they called? The, I don't The Zit Revival? No, that was the boys band. It was called the Zit Remedy. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Zit Remedy. <laughs> Could have been. Well, spoiler alert, it's not the Zit Remedy, but we do... 
we do find out later what her mom's favorite rock band was. So mm-hmm. back in the hotel, uh, Emma decides to go upstairs with Mr. Nystrom. And as they walk to the room, he's telling her all this stuff about Jordan and what he wants to do with the United Nations. And Emma is so impressed. She says, that's incredible. And Nystrom says, yeah, Jordan is a pretty impressive kid. Now, it was at this point where I got the uh, full visual of Emma's outfit. (laughs) (laughs) So he hands her the key. She keys into the hotel room. And Nystrom knocks on the joint door and lets the guys know the pizza is here. Mm -hmm. So shady. So shady. He tells Emma that it's a really big deal for the guys to be there and they're going to be making a video journal of the trip and it zooms onto the camera equipment. Red Mm. flag. I hate it. Red flag. At this point, my shoulders are at my ears for the remainder Mm -hmm. of the episode. Woo! And again, only gets worse. Uh, They start talking about going hiking and uh, this grown-ass man says he hears Emma is a hiker and tells her that he takes the guys hiking around Yellowknife. Uh, He he notices that she's uh, not eating her pizza and Emma tells him she's not hungry and, you know, she thinks she left her bag downstairs. She's using this as uh, an escape route, but she forgets that she really has her bag (laughs) and Mm -hmm. as she goes to leave, she leaves her bag in plain sight and so he says, wait, your bag's right here. And then the dark Degrassi music starts to play, so we really know some shit's about to go down. Yeah. Um, Emma tries to leave, but the door is locked, which, Mm -hmm. you know, not to downplay this obviously very scary situation for a child, but really all she had to do was flip the switch. Yeah, I I thought that too. I was like, (laughs) I'm not trying to blame the victim, but like, girl, we're going to (laughs) know Um, so instead she locks herself in the bathroom and Nystrom asks, what's going on? You know, Emma breathes deeply and says, you're not Jordan, are you? Yeah. She, and honestly, like, what a smart move to go into, like, the first place you can go and you can, like, lock the door. She's had the realization that this, just like, uh, JT said that it's going to be an old guy. This is Jordan. Like, she she has that realization she goes into the bathroom like I think of stuff like this because I'm such a worst case scenario person whenever I watch that for the first time I remember thinking like if I was in that situation I would lock myself in that bathroom and I would just start screaming bloody murder because I'm locked in and just like start like screaming and hope that someone would be around but it's it's just so scary because when you're in situations like that, like you have that flight, what is it, flight, um, fight, fight, and then there's freeze. And mm-hmm. I feel like so many people that you wouldn't expect are like freezers. And yeah, that's just like the. No, you're right. It was a really smart move for her to to lock herself in the bathroom. I think I'm always someone that's like looking for exits and you know planning my escape route when I go to the movie theater and things like that and I'm always looking for like a blunt object because if I've learned (laughs) anything from the ID channel (laughs) that's what's gonna do it exactly um when you said about screaming in the bathroom I 
I wouldn't have thought of that, but that is such a good idea. But what have been really clutch is if it had one of those bathroom phones where you could call down to the <laughs> right. to the lobby. I remember situation. <laughs> right. I remember the first time I stayed somewhere with a bathroom phone. I mean, I was a kid. I thought I was in the lap of luxury. I called my grandma. My mom was like, that's why I just didn't say up. <laughs> it's a richy rich situation. <laughs> right. Um, but not not to make light of a, a scary situation. Um, after this, we head back to the reunion where Radich introduces Caitlin and, uh, you know, she's giving her fellow classmates a speech. Uh, she says how she was afraid to come and worried that nothing would be able to compare to the memories of Degrassi and that they would spend the night rehashing old mistakes, um, et cetera, et cetera. She says a couple other things. <laughs> Keith says to Joey, she's pretty good, isn't she? Joey's pissed. Yeah. He's so upset about what he's heard, what he's seen. And uh, he says, some of us think so. Some of us aren't too sure. Are they, Keith? Damn. He's he then, right. He then asks that Hussey Allison if she's planning on visiting L.A. before or after he breaks up with Caitlin. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Uh, so to that, Keith says that Joey's bipolar jealous thing has gotten out of hand. Rude. Um, Joey then says, what kind of loser comes to his fiance's high school reunion and tells a stranger that he's going to break up with her when he makes it big? Uh, Keith tells Joey it's uncool to eavesdrop, which just reminded me of the Countess. (laughs) Be cool. They have don't be honestly, all uncool. They have the same haircut, so like <laughs> check it out. facts. So meanwhile, things are starting to escalate. Everyone in the room is starting to hear what's going on, and Caitlin can see it from the stage. Uh, Keith gives Joey one of those uh, disrespectful double taps on the cheek, and that's when all hell breaks loose, and Joey stands up. Keith ducks him. Joey kind of gets his ass kicked a little bit yeah, here. Like Joey's Joey like is talking a big game. Like he's been to act up, and then like Keith has clearly been taking Tybo directly from Billy Blanks in L.A. Like he knows what's up. I mean he's, I mean what I know he is. You know a producer. He's such a creative or whatnot. Like are we sure he was not like maybe a stunt double for something? Like that was for a sure. For sure a stunt double for Steven Seagal. <laughs> um. But Joey kind of gets his uh, his punches in when Keith's phone rings, and uh, Joey does a little like tease, like looking for this, <laughs> and then uh, punches Keith twice in the face. And this is when Caitlin runs off the stage, asks, "What the hell is going on?" Keith says, "This psycho ran up on me with all this crap." we know that's not what happened Keith the whole room saw what happened Um, and Joey says just tell her before it's too late you know Keith calls Joey insane and jealous and then again that hussy Allison chimes in so he has doubts about getting married who doesn't you know read the room bitch no one needs to hear from you mind your business please take a seat do we think at this point Allison has 
been divorced or at least has a couple failed engagements under her belt? I would say at least two to three, for sure. At least two to three. She's she's no Danielle Staub with 19 engagements, but <laughs> no. But she's she's had she's had her fair share. So, you know, Caitlin asks Keith, you don't want to marry me? And of course the dramatic music plays and she walks out of the room. The drama. Back at the hotel. Emma is still in the bathroom and the piece of shit. Nystrom is saying how he couldn't tell her his real age because he thought she would stop writing him. Yeah, because it's illegal. <sighs> right. Emma says she wants to go home and he tries to coax her out of the room, out of the bathroom. He says she can leave or she can stay, you know, just to talk. Mm-hmm. And he's going to go down to the lobby. So we hear the door shut thinking that he's gone down to the lobby. We all know he didn't go down the lobby. (laughs) He didn't. So back at the reunion, uh, Caitlin takes off her ring. She's staring at it while she's talking to Joey. She's helping him, you know, bandage his wounds. Mm -hmm. And uh, she says to him, bring back any memories. So as our, you know, official (laughs) early years uh, aficionado here, does were they engaged they were they were engaged okay. and then if i'm remembering correctly um joey cheated on caitlin with tessa that girl i was talking about earlier um her name is tessa campanelli and he cheated on caitlin and then the engagement was broken off she gave the ring back you know rightfully so dramatic i would have like thrown it in like a river or you know like in the toilet but um yeah, they were engaged briefly. Okay, so I mean, I assumed as much, but I wanted to double check. Of course. Um, so she goes on to say that she's actually relieved. She laments how, you know, she's almost 30. Oh. So old. <laughs> <laughs> and she hasn't had a relationship last for more than a few months. And here is where we learn that Caitlin asked T- Keith to marry her. Yeah, that was, that was, that was a twist, which not to sound like Seinfeld, which there's nothing wrong with that. But I mean, when you see how Keith is as a person, like, mm, yeah, right. I mean, I'm an advocate of doing what works for you in mm-hmm. your relationship. Um, but ladies don't force a man into something they don't want (laughs) yeah because we in the first episode she talked about like how she went and bought the ring herself like she used his card but so it was just like okay so now it's kind of like we're going back we're realizing like eh, maybe she wanted to go to her high school reunion engaged maybe we're now i'm like thinking of it like that as an adult like she just wanted to go back and like say i'm engaged oh I, i mean i totally see that yeah i feel that um, so she says that he is so not the one and well, yeah, duh. Yeah. Anyone <laughs> that has a, a brain can understand that. But it's at this point that, oh no, she remembers she gave Emma, the 12 year old, uh, relationship advice last night. And you know, who is she to be giving relationship advice? And she calls herself a fraud. 
and you know joey assures her that she is not a fraud but one of the most trusting caring people he knows um yeah. here is where caitlin asked joey how he knew it was right with julia his uh deceased wife mm -hmm. and you know he just goes on to list all the things he loves he loved about her um i thought it was really cute that the first thing was well she called me joe I like know, it was just so, so simple sweet. <laughs> so sweet so we leave Joey and Caitlin in the high school bathroom. We head back to Hack City where we see Emma's eco page. Um, oh. And here, Toby is doing some grade A detective work. He is. He's good. I like to think that in today's world, uh, Toby Isaacs works for the FBI. I would like for Toby, instead of hacking into things like that, I would like for him to hack into Nelnet servers and delete all of my student loan debt. Like, where is Toby Isaacs for that? You know, while, while he's at it, make it too. Yeah. <laughs> I can give you a list of names of fully deserving people just to boop, erase that. <laughs> um, so he is looking at Emma's eco page and on her page uh she has these old pictures of spike from high school which if i was spike i would be like you little bitch remove these pictures of me from the internet you know spike is a very pretty woman she was a cute girl but these pictures were just like you know the pictures that you're just like oh my god <laughs> like her <laughs> eyes aren't even open I know we're in like a not a visual medium right now, but to paint a picture, if you've ever seen the new movie Sing, where it's like all of the zoo animals that are singing, there is a porcupine that is a rock star. Her hair as the porcupine is what Spike's hair looks like in Degrassi. Like, I don't know how she got her hair to stay like that, not having like the got to be hair product brand alive and well maybe it was founded in canada like for that but her hair was it was a lot now mind you like bryn like flash my senior pictures all over the place like they're cute holloway photography i wish you were still in business i would bring my children for your black and white photos like spike um emma did that as a power move she did that as a power move to say like you want to know what i'm gonna put you in your place mm -hmm. look at this picture she she keeps Spike humble, and that's for sure. <laughs> she humbles her ass on a daily basis. Um, so Toby zooms in on Spike's T-shirt and sees that it says the Pogues. Now, Manny doesn't think Emma would make it that easy. Sure enough, she does. Yeah. And, you know, I really think they're just, like, kind of giving Emma more credit than she deserves around here. <laughs> um, she goes, guys, she gets straight A's. Just that being the end-all be-all to <laughs> why, why Emma is the best at everything. And so we learned that the password is, in fact, Pogues, and they're in. Ugh. We are now back at the hotel mm -hmm. where Emma believes Nystrom is in the lobby. So she opens the door, and as she goes to open the main door we just see his hand come from behind mm -hmm. and slam the door shut yeah he says also not trying to to blame the victim here uh something i noticed she didn't put the slice of pizza down like girl you're trying to flee the hotel room like put the piece of pizza down 
use both hands to get out the door. I never even noticed that. (laughs) Yes. I was like, because I was alarmed with the pizza. I was like, I know she's not going to eat that pizza because it had pepperoni on it. She's vegetarian. But like, put the pizza down. Right. Right. It's it's Um, a life lesson to learn. Put the pizza down, people. And lock yourself in the bathroom. Yeah. When in this type of situation. Um, so he, you know, really changes his tune quickly and says if she makes any noise, he'll tape her mouth shut. Her, tape her mouth shut. Terrifying. I hate every minute of it. Um, we go back to Toby's where the gang is reading Emma's emails. And Toby points out how when Emma and Manny email each other about mm-hmm. something specifically the movie chicken run (laughs) that Jordan then brings up chicken run in their next email exchange. Uh, Side note about chicken run. That was my very first DVD that I owned. (laughs) How embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I recently watched it as an adult. It's not that bad. (laughs) And I believe Santa brought it for me uh, for Christmas that year. It was the same year he brought the family DVD player. So, okay. Well, Everybody makes mistakes. We, we all start somewhere, Jordan. <laughs> um, but I guess, you know, the first really couple times I watched this episode, I never fully realized just what this piece of shit was doing. Yeah, he's a full groomer. Well, So not only was he just catfishing and trying to woo a child, he was literally hacking into her emails to learn stuff about her. Mm-hmm. Oh, like so the chills on my arm right now. I hate it. I hate it so much. I will say that probably 10 more times. Rightfully so. So back in the hotel, uh, we see the video equipment that was supposed to be used for that school trip journal um, is being put up in the hotel room and it was aimed at the bed. Yeah, I just like, man, it gets so dark and it gets dark so fast. But I mean, it's done in a way that's like it let as a as a kid watching it, like it let you know that it could be something really bad, but it didn't cross a line in that you would have like severe trauma from watching it, which I think is really fantastic for them to do, especially as like looking at it now as an adult, like wow, they really like towed the line and did it in like the best way for kids to be able to understand it but oh when that camera like zooms out and it shows them sitting there I it's just it it really makes me sick to my stomach and I think that uh exactly how you described Degrassi really towing the line between being informative enough to make a point and an impact Mm -hmm. on kids while still, you know, being sensitive to these heavy matters, I really think that overall, I mean, there are a couple episodes where they go rogue, but I think (laughs) overall, they really do do a good job of that. Yeah. So you see poor Emma, just she's sitting on the bed. She's clearly disassociating. Yeah. And this motherfucker brings up the fact that her mother is at the reunion and doesn't even know she's missing. Yeah. He literally goes, we have hours. And I'm like, oh, my God. And that's one, like, as a kid, I never, like, picked up on that. But 
as an adult sitting here watching, hearing him say that he that they have hours, I just I want to physically crawl through the TV and strangle this man. Yes, I want to wrap that cock and balls necklace around mm-hmm. his throat and just. Yep. <laughs> Allegedly, hypothetically. Allegedly, yes. <laughs> hypothetically. <laughs> so. The kids, we cut back to JT, Manny, and Toby, and they find the last message where he says where he he's going to be staying. Um, so they run and tell Spike. And I just want to say what a good example this is, because so often, you know, kids are worried about what their friends will think if you tell their parents, mm-hmm. you know, if they get in trouble. But these are good kids, you know, they knew that something bad could happen and they went and got the adult. Yeah, I will say, though, as they're running to Degrassi, it seems uh, like when we watch the series, it seems like Emma lives pretty close. It shows them running up to the school. You can tell that Toby is a bit (laughs) winded (laughs) and they're like, come on, Toby. And I just want to say JT and Manny respectfully shut the fuck up. He just did all of the heavy lifting. (laughs) Like, let the boys sit down at the bus stop while you guys go and inform them like you wrote it down on a post-it. Toby has done enough. Stop bullying him that he can't run as fast as you. You know, I, I picked up on, on that as well. You know, I said, although he has led the investigation, he is not leading the pack when it comes to running into the school. Like, um, he, like, let <laughs> Benson and Stabler run to catch the bad guys. He's been sitting inside the office doing all of the tech stuff exactly now i am for sure the toby when it comes to physical exercise same people say oh i'm only if you see me run and it's because i'm beaten chased i'm not even running if i'm gonna be chased if i'm if i'm being completely honest i may try to like negotiate my way out of it but you know i think i'd come to terms with things pretty quickly yeah same (laughs) (laughs) Um, so they, they bust into the reunion while Spike and Mr. Simpson, AKA Snake Mm -hmm. are dancing and reminiscing. And these kids just fly into that school gym, like bats out of hell. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they, they let, uh, Spike know what's up. And so she calls the police and, uh, Snake drives her over to the hotel. So, Back to the hotel where this fucking creep starts sniffing Emma and holding her hand. It's so gross. He says, oh, Emma, you smell so sweet. I feel so close to you. I've heard this like 5,000 times in a million documentaries I've watched. And let's have like a moment of silence and then a moment of insane applause for Miriam McDonald, the actress that plays Emma. Like, having to convey this, she was, I think she was probably around that age because the the kids who were in Degrassi, like, the actual show progression, I was the age of, like, Paige and Spinner and Terry and Ashley and all them. And, like, you were in the grade of Emma and Manny and all of them. Yes. But, like, for her to be able to play that particular part in that scene, like, good for oh. her. As the, the second episode. So it's not even like she yeah. had worked up to this big dramatic episode or anything I mean yeah big shout out to her um oh just saying that I have chills 
Um, so Snake, Snake and Spike are running down the hall and banging on the door. And as soon as Emma hears her mom, she screams, Mom! And Nystrom puts his hand over her mouth. And this is where, you know, it, it really kicks in. She bites him. And then she does a backwards roll off the bed and opens the door. I didn't even catch that she bit him, man. Yeah. I, I was like, so focused on the backwards roll. Good for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so they get her out safely and uh, the teacher's like, oh, you know, this, this is a misunderstanding. The fuck it was. Um, Snake puts him up against the wall and tells him he's going to break his neck. <laughs> Yeah, Snake is being a total alpha, a total zaddy right now. Mm -hmm. He's putting that disgusting prick in his place. And I'm here for it. A knight in shining armor amongst us. And then we see the cops come running down the hall. Yeah. Ugh. This is... The absolute worst. Exactly. Like, you can only say it so many times, but... Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's, that's mean, like, all you a, can say about it what a way to start a series this is episode two like what a way to start it um, we know what we're getting into yeah <laughs> so at the Nelson house we see an FBI agent carry the hard drive out of the house and uh, Spike asks when we'll get it back and he says they'll get it back after the trial and this guy is a repeat offender Oh, repeat offender. Terrible. He says, uh, when this comes back, keep it downstairs. And he then says, keep the cyber stalkers out of her room. Oh, chills. Um, and it made me think about how I had a computer in my room, but it wasn't yeah. until my senior year. Um, yeah. By this time, I, I was ready to graduate, had a Facebook understood uh internet safety a little better than mm-hmm. at 12 when my friend heather and i were just hitting up those chat rooms <laughs> in computer yeah. class <laughs> um but uh just you know when you hear those words and think of that visual mm-hmm. i'm sure as a parent oh you're God, just like terrible god what have i done yeah um so then spike goes up to talk to emma you know emma says she's sorry uh, she's ruined the reunion and, you know, she hopes Spike had some fun last night. You know, like th- that's the issue at hand. Spike's upset yeah. because, you know, she had to leave the reunion early, please. Um, so Spike, I don't want to, she didn't yell at Emma, but she sternly says, mm-hmm. how could you do that, Emma? How could you do something so incredibly stupid? You know, in 12 year old girl fashion, Emma yeah. snaps back that it was a mistake and spike reminds her that she could have been killed yep emma she's been talking to toby exactly (laughs) (laughs) emma is still being a little bitch and says what like you've never made a mistake before like maybe having me like emma baby girl that is not what we're talking about right now Mm -hmm. we are talking about you and again, throwing the teen mom of it all in Spike's face. <laughs> like, we get it. On. We know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Emma says she screwed up. She's a dumb kid. And Spike comes back with, no, you're not dumb, which is why this is so confusing. And it just like kind of made me think about like different times I got in trouble. Um, mm-hmm. 
I really didn't get in trouble too often, but it was seemed like the times that my parents got like the most mad at me was truly when my, you know, safety was in jeopardy. And I think this is like a great example of that. Absolutely. Um, You know, Spike goes on to say how Emma didn't have to keep this guy from her for eight months and that she can talk to her about anything. Um, Emma yells back in classic preteen, you don't know what it's like. (laughs) She says Spike doesn't remember what it's like to be 12 and that she doesn't remember anything. Which (laughs) she's acting like Spike's out here for getting her birthday. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Spike assures her that she does remember. And she asks Emma to remember that she will always listen and try to understand that, you know, they have, but they have to keep talking. And she stresses the communication is important. Um, You know, she tells Emma how much she loves her and, this is when Emma breaks down and she hugs her mom and tells her how scared she was. So, so heartfelt and touching. So uh, this is the end of the episode. We zoom out (laughs) as the credits roll (laughs) where I just took note of Emma's two tears. One Mm -hmm. was ready to roll while the other was just one tear rolling down her cheek, you know, very akin to Lisa Rinna at the reunion (laughs) crying over the bunny, uh, you know, for our Bravo girlies and people out there. I love the Degrassi, like, end scene where they freeze the frame. I love it. So, uh, what did you think of this episode? It was a hard one to watch. It was a super hard one to watch. Because, honestly, like, it's only gotten worse. Like, how terrible. (laughs) Not to be a pessimist, but, like... (laughs) It's only gotten worse. Um, But I think it's really good, especially for kids to watch something like this so that they can see that there are dangers out there. Um, Yeah, it's it's just a hard watch, man. What was your your hot take from this one? So my hot take of the episode is I blame the cab driver. Yes. (laughs) In in 2001, were kids really able to just hail a cab? Like. That's crazy. I know. I know today there's, you know, like Uber for teens and and things like that. But my God. If you think that I would ever put my freaking child in an Uber by herself, you're out of your goddamn mind. I don't even like to go in Ubers by myself. No. And this is like my, my like hot take from it is like, obviously the internet is dangerous and like you can meet like very scary people. I remember when I first started using like, apps and stuff like in my 20s like I you know did like online dating and stuff like that I literally credit it to Degrassi that anytime I went on a date with somebody from like an app I sent like 12 people where I was going to be I would when I got there and had like a conversation I'd be like yeah I let my friend Katie from work know and all this stuff like yeah she recommended like I was like that's probably why I stayed single for so long and had to be introduced (laughs) to my husband through you because I'm like yeah everybody knows I'm out of locations tracked like we we put a tracker on your car buddy like you're not doing this and like still to this day I was in Rhode Island for my friend's wedding and um, I was leaving our one friend's Airbnb to go to mine. And my friend Donald was like, who has your location on your phone? I was like, oh, Brian has it. And he was like, cool. Your husband's in Florida. Who here has your location? And 
like my friends and I here, we all share locations. My godson, William, is um, in Europe right now. He's a professional figure skater. And the first thing I did when I saw him before he left, I was like, give me your phone. I'm turning on your location. I'm tracking everything. Like, I learned it because Toby told me that I would be chopped up and found days later if people didn't know where I was. I mean, when in doubt, WWTD, what would Toby do? 100%. I... I agree. I mean, unfortunately, we all know it's a it's a really scary world out there. So please make sure you're sharing your location. Like Jordan, I also share my location with my husband uh, when I take Ubers. Again, I, I don't know what he's going to do, but I always just say just in case mm-hmm. <laughs> you can give a report to the police. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm even like the crazy person that if I'm driving and I have somebody that's been following me for a while and I do like two turns and they're still following me I will call someone that I know is absolutely 100% not going to pick up the phone and leave a voicemail that's like I am on this road a white <laughs> Honda Civic with the first three letters being like two seven e has been following me like I'm that crazy person because I just like it's a scary place out there It is. I was just saying to my mother-in-law tonight at dinner how, and thinking back on it, it's probably because I was raised on Law & Order SVU. I watched it (laughs) constantly with my father. I was saying to my mother-in-law how anytime I see like a bag of trash on the side of the road, I just like 100% I'm like, um, but there's a head in there. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That's where, that's where my mind goes. Well, with that being said, <laughs> what, a, what a way to end. I know. Uh, real quick before we go, I, you know, last week we, we talked about implementing a sorry count. Uh, <laughs> did you, how many clo- uh, stories did you clock, if any? I, I did take count, so. I didn't take count this week, so I'm solely relying on you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we had five stories this week, so uh, if you are partaking in a in the little game we proposed, a la Watch What Happens Live, to drink every time you hear this word. Uh, I hope you aren't driving and that you are remaining safe. You with, better uh, not be driving. We learned in episode one, Lucy was maimed and somebody was killed from drunk driving. Don't do it. <laughs> take it. Maybe take a drink of your Diet Dr. Pepper. Chris Diet Dr. Pepper, like me. You know, it's Jordan and I are recording uh, late this evening, so... Uh, it's 11.54 around here. The only thing we're, we're drinking is uh, some sleepy time tea. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all so much for joining us this week. Again, we had a great time recording, recapping, and uh, just rehashing those life lessons that Degrassi teaches us week after week. Absolutely love it. Follow us on all of the things. And if you like this, uh, give it a good review. If you don't, mind your own damn business. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Dose of Degrassi. If you like what you've heard, give us a five-star review and recommend us to a friend. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Dose of Degrassi Pod. Gotta go. Heather Sinclair's calling.